Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 27 of Transformers Cybertron. It is critical. This episode was written by Kenji Sugihara, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Rita Repulsa kidnapped Tommy and turned him into the evil Green Ranger. <laughs> and then this episode, Optimus Prime finally realizes that his three buddies got shot. Yep, and he's like, how can this be? Hotshot, scattershot, hotshot. Like, <laughs> he... he- Completely skips over Red Alert. Wouldn't you? I guess not. You wouldn't. You liked him. But either way, Optimus is mad as hell, and he tries to attack Megatron, but Scourge stops him with his fire attack. So he calls Optimus, calls Leo Breaker, and they merge into Savage Claw mode right away, and they punch out Scourge, so then Megatron uses his Gatling gun to cause a legitimate landslide and block Optimus. My god, there's an awful lot of overhanging cliffs in these shows. Did you ever notice that? But yeah, Megatron turns to finish the other three Autobots that he blasted last time, but then Override zooms in, transforms, and slams into him. Doesn't really do anything to Megatron, but it does knock his shot off. Yeah, and Evac joins Override so uh, that Vector Prime can get the wounded Autobots through, like, a warp gate back to the humans. Yeah, like this, because Landmine is grappling with, like, Mudflap and calls him a brainless punk or something. Mudflap's like, no, I'm not a brainless punk. No. (laughs) Landmine just tosses him. (laughs) Nispa! (laughs) So back with the humans... uh, uh, like the kids and Dum Dum and Secret Agent Man, they meet Vector Prime and Kobe immediately tries to repair the Autobots. But Franklin says, no, 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 we'll get you to the Air Force Base where we have like the staff and the equipment for expert care. Yep. And I, I really like that Bud came to the realization. He says something like, I kind of thought they were indestructible. And we've talked before about how Bud is a decently written eight-year-old kid. He's got some good eight-year-old kid moments in this episode. Like he's realizing, you know, even though these guys could technically live forever, they're not immortal. They they can die. It's like that moment, and as two men in our 40s, we've both seen this, where you realize, oh my God, my dad's not invincible. He's he's an old man now, yeah. and it shakes your world a little bit. They did capture that well with Bud. And now with the Decepticons, we go to Starscream's secret volcano lair, and he's absorbing the power of Primus, he calls it, through the Omega Lock. And once he has all four keys, he'll be able to absorb even more. But didn't we see the fourth key come into play? last time I, th- I thought it was megatron's gun oh okay oh, that's i thought it turned into that but either way um thunder thunder blast and uh sideways are watching this from like all the decepticon minions are cheering and hooting and hollering and thunder blast says something like you know what i can't stand the hot air and i don't <laughs> yeah, mean the volcanic hot air <laughs> but yeah she's bored so she's gonna go out and have some fun i guess and she accidentally goes through the camouflage shield she says oh how clumsy of her and she just decides to start scaring this Navy ship by zipping in and out of the camouflage thing so it looks like she's appearing and disappearing. But again, and I've said this before, why don't people just follow them through the camouflage field? It's not like a force field. It's just you go through it and then you're going to see stuff. Although it is kind of like if she used to be a monster that was here to scare humans. I guess, you know, this would be something she would enjoy doing. Yeah, she is getting off on, like, teasing and scaring these humans. She even, like, plays a game of chicken with them. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it. It's like a destroyer. She's yeah. flying right at it or, or, or zipping right at it in the water. Um, and she, at the last minute goes underwater and transforms, and they're all like... Nah. And they turn, I guess they think they turn around and sail away. But back with the humans, they've got the Autobots in the big plane now, which is good because the Autobots are drawn red 
ridiculously too large. Like so if Lori big. is five feet tall, like hot shot would be like 70 feet tall at least. Oh yeah. Like there, there's a shot later where uh, secret agent man is standing by hot shot and he's not even as big as hot shots face. No, he's like as big as one of his eyes. But anyway, they're, oh no, they're flying there. They're not there yet because secret agent man is like, when we get there, Kobe, it's all up to you. I'm like, you have army engineers and like maintenance people. Yeah. You just told him we're going to take you where these other guys can help. It's, but now it's all up to Kobe. Which is going to happen. But anyway, I think this is commercial break. And when we come back, we're at the lake at Camp Roderick, except there's trees <laughs> on the island. So I guess it's not. No, I'm just and we're still having a good old fight. And Mudflap tells Landmine, no, shut up as if. And yeah. like smacks him away with a stupid crane arm that's longer than he is tall. Yeah. Um, and Vector Prime is fighting Scourge for a bit. And then Optimus steps in. This is kind of one of those, like, not blurry, but it's almost shaky cam action scenes where we're jumping back and forth to different fights so much. I kind of don't know who's hitting who all the time, but I do know that Evac and Override are still fighting Megatron. Yeah, and Megatron's had enough of their shit for one day. He opens a portal, but before he can fly away, Optimus blasts it with his water cannons and puts it out like a fire, and it, it even disappears in this little puff of steam. Yeah. And I get that the the warp gate, uh, Megatron's warp gate, kind of has this flame border around it. But still, you turned off a, a you turned off a, a tear in the fabric of space and time with water. It was very Looney Tunes, yeah, incredibly. But Megatron thinks Optimus needs more of a beating then if he wants him to stick around. And we have a grade A lazy flash transformation where Optimus turns back into robot mode, like done. Poof. But anyway, then we then go to Kobe, and he's oh, this is the thing I can't stand. Kobe's telling the engineers how to fix the Autobots and then like Dum Dum and Secret Agent Man are like geez we're sure lucky he's here he knows more about the Transformers than anyone and I'm like no the Transformers know more about the Transformers than Kobe does well yeah I think Kobe even said back on the plane if we can get Red Alert awake at least he can help talk us through this but yes. uh, kind of find out he's not going to be a whole lot of help but Lori comes back with this huge cart full of parts because they always let 12 year old kids walk around military bases gathering parts and Jolt thinks it's only a matter of installing these new parts and banging out some dents but then Red Alert comes to and he's like nope it's pointless we're too far gone to fix I'm gonna die yeah give up no point in going on and then we go back to Vector Prime who has already been with Optimus like he I don't know where he was because he, he got everybody through the warp gate, but then he was back at the fight. But now he's telling Optimus, oh, hey, I don't think they're going to survive. Yep. They're probably dead by now anyway. <laughs> back with them, though. They're not dead yet, but Red Alert still insists it's hopeless. And I think Scattershot even says something too, like, ah, we had a good run, but I guess we can just die now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Red Alert's not even just hopeless. He's trying to convince Kobe to give up. Yeah, and then Hotshot wakes up, and he's at least a little bit optimistic. You know, this is bad, but, you know, I've been through worse. But really, this, this is pretty damn bad. And then his eyes are damaged, and his head's been bashed apart, but he's not ready to give up. <laughs> yeah, he tries to run, like, internal diagnostic repair systems. They don't work. He's got that uh, like that vibe of like the young recruit in an army movie who's like, golly, Sarge, why can't I feel my legs? Yeah. Are, are they still there? And he's like, why is it all dark, Kobe? I can't see. So anyway, we go through that and Bud, we go back to Bud and he's having one of these little depressed moments again where it's really hitting him. And he's like, I wanted to do so much more with them and have much more fun with them. He remembers going up to space with Scattershot, I think it was. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's like hugging his knees 
knees on the ground. He's he's not in a good place. And again, Red Alert tells him, look, you guys, your heart's in the right place, but this is pointless. You need to focus on saving the universe. So, all right, well, what would you have them do instead in <laughs> <Yeah>. Red Alert? <laughs> yeah, they, they need you. Anyway, Lori goes up to Red Alert and basically tells him to suck it the fuck up. Yep, you're being negative, where I guess Red Alert would say, no, I'm being observant. And he just can't die from injury sustained while trying to save the universe, while others are out there trying to save the universe. And Scattershot and Hotshot agree, and they want another chance to smash Megatron 1. They all have so much more they need to do, and they tell the mechanics to get back to work. Yeah, for what it's worth, this was the moment where I... I noticed how huge the Autobots were compared to the humans. But uh, yeah, Scattershot's on board now, Hotshot's still on board, and then that's just enough for Red Alert to come around and be like, golly gee, I'll never give up. Yeah, well, they all say, I'll never give up, I'll never give up, and then they start glowing. Yes, and there's a there's a few songs from the show we put in here. There's a couple I really like, and this is one of them. It's called Galaxy Force. Dear listener, you've heard it before. You're hearing it again. This starts playing, the really cool part of it, as they glow, and some kind of weird glow line goes over to the satellite, and at this point all sense and practical rational <laughs> thought goes out the window. Yep, because the satellite thing fires a beam into the space bridge in the sky, and that goes all the way to Cybertron, and then, I guess... Cybertron fires a beam back, which hits the Omega Lock at Starscream's secret volcano lair. And Starscream, okay, wonders what's going on. I didn't authorize this. And then the beam fires back out of the volcano, and waves of energy start flowing over the damaged Autobots. And it heals them. So I don't know who it was, but somebody's like, they're healing, which at this point makes Kobe 100% useless. If the Autobots can just will themselves to be better, they do not need Kobe. This is nobody's skill with a wrench or having the right parts. It's divine intervention, (laughs) basically. Uh, No, I wouldn't say basically. I'd say literally. Because I think it's fair to say that the Primacists are are their gods effectively yeah anyway they all realize they're so much more powerful now and they're going to need more powerful vehicle modes but we don't see their modes because they're it's actually a really cool image all three of them it's just high contrast so you just see shadows and a bunch of white light and you can't make much out yep they scan new military vehicles and they're ready to bend megatron into fucking pretzels and back with megatron he and scourge manage to take down optimus and he's about to blast the whole group of the Autobots with his little Gatling gun. But then a portal opens and here come the new and improved Autobots. That's right, it's a brand new toy. In fact, it's three brand new toys. Those are just blocks of plastic. And? Shouldn't they be vehicles of some kind? They've got wheels, don't they? Actually, this one here has tank treads. Actually, this one here has tank treads. What do you want from me? I don't make these things. I just sell them to desperate parents and overgrown man-children like you two so I can get the bonus. I'm not a man-child. No? Well, why don't you tell that to your brand new Optimus Prime? Or why don't you tell that to your fancy pants Mirage? Technically, it's a third-party figure named TE-03 Speedstar. Thanks for proving my point, jackass. You too, fucko. Which one of us is fucko? You're fucko. I'm jackass. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, they they all arrive and they are kind of like they're all just boring military APC type vehicles with rockets on top. There's there's almost no distinguishing feature between any of them aside from size and color. 
Yeah, pretty much. And there's a quick bit back with the back with the kids where Franklin tells them that the army tracked the location of where that energy that healed the Autobots came from, which means they know where the Omega Lock is. Somehow they know that, that it's the Omega Lock. And back with the others, Hot Shot, Scattershot, and Red Alert transform, and they're all very detailed transformations. And Red Alert kind of reminds me, after he transforms, a bit of G1 Perceptor. And Robot Mode with that huge friggin' thing on his shoulder. Yeah, and I also like Scattershot's transformation where, like, the front kind of claws or whatever they are of that on his APC thing, they turn into his toes when he transforms. I kind of like that. And Optimus recognizes their voices and seems surprised that these three with the exact same heads but different bodies are Hotshot, <laughs> Scattershot, and Red Alert. And I thought it'd be funny if he, like, skipped over Red Alert's name again. Like, Hotshot, Scattershot! Hot shot. <laughs> Red Alert's just standing there like, I'm right here. Sorry, I'm right here, Optimus. <laughs> but they square off with those three new guys, or the new bodies, square off against Megatron and Scourge. Um, and again, dear listener, here's another song you've heard before. It's called Combination Power, and it's just, it's good. It's good Transformers music. Uh, but they all cyber key and unleash a barrage of missiles. Well, yeah, because... Uh, Scattershot uses like the typical anime missiles that go every friggin' direction before hitting the target. It's kind of like Mitch Hedberg's bit, but Crazy Straws, what it always reminds me of. And Scattershot activates guns on top of the rocket launchers he already has on his arms. Like, this guy's fucking armed to the teeth now. I really like it. And he just blasts Scourge and sends him flying. So then we go to Jolt. Oh, no, no, we don't go to Jolt. He calls into Optimus and is like, hey, he basically tells him what Secret Agent Man said is, hey, we kind of know where Starscream and the Omega Lock are. So... Uh, Vector Prime opens up a warp gate and Optimus, Evac, and Override jump into it. Well, just before that, Megatron has to get in the last word. He blasts at them and says, no one's taking back that lock except me and no one's getting Starscream except me. And because he didn't get a turn to show off his new gun, Red Alert uses his cyber key and he does the line from Scarface. Yeah, yeah he does say, say hello to my little friend, which... There are enough little references in this show. We've we've mentioned a few of them. I can't remember any at this moment, but that that one made me smile a bit. Uh, so then we go to Starscream's Island where the warp gate opens and some Decepticon who's a motorbike yeah. sees the gate open. Yeah, and Thunderblast, uh, she's with them too. And they see the Autobots coming through the portal and they're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Halfway through the series, they decide to change not one, but three characters in one fell swoop. Now, it's Transformers. That's certainly not unheard of. They introduced tons of new characters every season in G1, and look how many times they updated every character in Beast Wars. Well, besides Rhinox. And to accommodate their new, more powerful bodies, they scan military vehicles. Well, for Scattershot, that absolutely makes sense. They turn the guy that already transformed into some kind of G.I. Joe missile tank thing into an even more powerful one. And then they turned the Doctor character into some kind of mobile rocket launcher, which is fine. He had to turn into something, and it was what was there. When Wheeljack used his gun for all kinds of Deus Ex shit in G1s, so no problem with the big gun. But then they turned Hotshot into some kind of armored vehicle, which would be fine if Hotshot wasn't established as absolutely not the warrior in this series. Armada, sure, in Energon, he was barely even a character. Anything would have been nice. But in this series, he's been established as the fast character, like Hot Rod or Cheetor. Well, Hotshot, putting on 70 tons of armor isn't going to make you any faster. But you know what would? Turning into a fighter plane. You're on an Air Force base, stupid. There's got to be a few of them lying around. Scan one of those. Didn't you ever see Top Gun? I feel the need. The need for speed. I totally mangled that line, but it is a line from the movie. They even made a parody of Top Gun a few years later, Hotshot. And guess what they called it? Hot shots! Did it make too much sense to make 
the guy named Hotshot into a fighter plane where they worried they'd get sued 15 Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The episode we just reviewed was critical. Paul, what was a critical success in your mind? I kind of like the new look for the, the three Autobots. I, I gotta say, the vehicle modes are, yeah, they're just kind of blocks and they do kind of look similar. But when it shows all three of them standing together, it kind of looked like they should be like a combiner team, actually, yeah. is, is what it reminded me of. Kind of maybe a bit like the Technobots in G1. I can see that. I do like that they're just a bigger, bulkier robot mode. It is it is a cool look. I'll give that. And the missiles have that neat anime, you know, spread, erratic spread thing. That was pretty cool. Um, I, to me, it didn't make any sense that Jason couldn't realize that Tommy doesn't like him. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, I I've I said it a couple times in the episode. I liked Bud's kind of realization of like there's sometimes they have that moment in a series where the kids realize, oh shit, this is real. There was that great moment in I think episode three of Prime where the kids were on the Decepticon ship and the, there was massive battle going around them. And they got almost got stepped on a half a dozen times. Yeah. I like that moment of realization and Bud had it in this one, and they did a good job of an eight-year-old trying to come to terms with that. Well, and one other thing I at least hope they're going to do now that Scattershot has a new form, even more powerful, hopefully they're going to do something with him. Like get him out from behind that desk he's always sitting at. Because I mean, Hotshot and Red Alert kind of had their story on Velocitron, but... Maybe it's Scattershot's turn, right? Because I think he could be a really interesting character. Yeah, he kind of had been, like, we've often called that character the Rhinox character, where they just sit behind a console the whole time. Yeah. And he did have a couple episodes ago, a couple episodes ago, he, like, shot, he was the one that shot Megatron in the final shot that took him down before he got his Gatling gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do like, like we said, their new forms are pretty cool, robot-wise, at least. But, uh... Yeah, again, I think we hit another not great, but not bad episode. No, wasn't terrible by any means. Very little Dr. Dum-Dum. Sorry, Dum-Dum. And that's always a a bonus for me. Um, If Another bonus would be the next episode we're going to review. How's that for a segue? Uh, The next episode is going to be Assault. If you want to assault your senses, keep listening to this podcast and (laughs) email us at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. This is pointless.